Sometimes someone makes you happy. So the logical thing to do is to put them in your closet and talk about happiness. This is Rachel Miner on the Wayward Podcast. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, do we have the best guest sitting next to Kim's underwear right now? (laughs) Those are my shoes, actually. They're those. Aren't those bras? No, that's just random shit. This is underwear like. It's a it's it was a pad that was supposed to go in a bra, but it went there because it no longer It used to be underwear. All I know is is it okay if I kind of like now I'm actively looking for Kim's underwear. Don't be scared. Rachel Miner sitting across from us and we could not be more excited. We're so excited to talk to her that we were literally like putting on makeup and peeing and talking and we had to stop (laughs) ourselves to go, We need to start recording this. (laughs) I am equally as excited. One of the jobs that I ask is like ground me a little because I will go into like the ether with Never. like the excitement, the nerd excitement of like I can have important existential like no conversations with so the people excited? I love the most in the world. I love you There's, both that's so That's what Ellie's dearly. for. If you need to clutch an elephant, we have one up there. Oh. In okay. 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 She's wearing headphones right now. She's, She's watching wearing... a cartoon. She reminds me of my daughter where it's just like my daughter when we're working out or at the doctor or something. She just watches cartoons. Oh, like, I but she but what if us. I like float up in the air with the elephant? Wasn't it like the a Christmas Winnie the decorations thing? will stop you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, one thing that I was so excited about having you on was because over uh, the course of 2018, I feel like I really got to know you because I feel yeah. like we didn't cross paths at uh, work at conventions so much. Um, and uh, I feel like last year we had more time to like sit down and chat and I think my favorite thing was like sitting with my chin on my hand listening to you talk at panels because you just say such smart eloquent things that are so either in the same wavelength that I think or give me new ways of thinking well, thank you, but but you also I feel like the the two of you and the the depth of my love I can't even you know articulate. But um, it's okay. It's Valentine's Day is coming up. You can send us a Valentine. Okay, perfect. No, but you you have both actually brought me back to life. Like the, that that acknowledgement and and finding people who understand you and who you're on the same wavelength of like that I can't. It's life giving. So. Yeah. Which brings us to what we're doing with everyone their first time in my closet <laughs> is asking a very broad, sweeping question regarding happiness. Yes. And um, I believe one of the things you said that came to mind when you hear that word is how is that connected to other people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for I mean, when I get to it. So excited, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I'm trying to figure out because it's very, very true for me. I don't know whether it's uh, truthful for other people, and I'm very hesitant to say like this is absolutely is how all whole humans feel. Yeah, but it's very realistic that like I know I cannot be happy just on my own I've reached states of extreme happiness and bliss and fulfillment and whatever but if I can't share that I don't there's something lacking it's compromised 
And I feel like that's what a lot of us might be going through as humans, which is you, because we've got these kind of these goals that we're given of like, if you achieve this, you are happy. Um, We hit these kind of fleeting states of happiness where it's like, oh, I'm suddenly I'm a big star or I have all this money or whatever that goal is that you had set um, or that society told you would be the thing that made you happy. Mm -hmm. And you reach that. But it's kind of it's. It's there's a falseness to it. If then also all these people that you're connected to and surrounded by are miserable or, you know, lacking those basic needs or, you know, it's at their expense or it's ignoring them. So do you believe that true happiness can come at another's expense because I always am like, look, the goal is be happy. And I hear a lot of people being like, well, what if it would make me happy to stab you in the face? And you hear um, a lot of people say that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you would be surprised at how many people. That is very common. Like, where do you think my stabbiness comes from? I I reap what I sow. Uh, But for example, um, and I'm that never like after after I step away from these people, I'm left with a feeling of that's not happiness. It, I, I know for me it's not like the happiest I've ever been is recently, and it's working with Random X. It's doing it, literally spending my days going, how can I fix the unhappiness that might be for like we exist for others, and and being knowing that I'm a part of that, I can then enjoy things for myself because I know I'm I'm putting my energy toward trying to lift other people up to that state as well. Um, and I when it's shared, it's multiplied for me many fold. But I don't. I also again I don't know how much that is how I'm wired, or how everyone is wired. Um, well, but my experience is getting a little esoteric, but my experience is I only perceive other people through my wiring. Right. So it doesn't matter. Right. Like, it really, honestly, that's, what is that word, solipsism? Where it's kind of like, you're all Are just all going to say big words for this whole, I'm already seven times have gone, I wonder what that word means to both of you. Dumb it down a little just bit, ask, okay? Just ask. Uh, we will never get through this podcast. We'll never get. Okay. Uh, yeah. What does that word that you just said mean? It's, it's the idea that... I am the only thing that exists, which sounds very, very, very arrogant. But underneath the philosophy, and again, we all know how much research I do before these things. Which Both is of us, yes. None. Zero. I, I'm remembering this from high school English class when we were trying to discuss the difference between solipsism and existentialism. Thank you, Dr. Rogers. That's I love you, Camus. But I, but I also, I do think actually it's why I love your podcast so much, and it's why and what is so important. Because we don't do research. No, because <laughs> you're not talking at people. Mm-hmm. Because we're having a conversation, and we're all trying to learn and trying to figure out this living thing. I, From, as a as opposed to I, I I worry too when we get too intellectual, and we get like oh yeah. well I have really studied this so therefore I can tell you that this is yeah, yeah. empirically. The, I mean yeah. I'm open to having people like that on, but I will go. I need you to talk slower, okay? <laughs> will you please yeah. bring a pie chart? Yeah, exactly. I love it. And or pie. Just, or just like flashcards. Just pie. <laughs> More pie. Yeah, Lego. Um, so, yes, yes, I derailed that. Point being, I for me, I don't worry too much what other people's experience actually is because I can only see it through my own 
experience. Does that make sense? Like if it, I it perceive does, someone's except in pain, I, I do worry. And th- but here's one of the reasons why it's kind of a it's actually a selfish proposition in that for whatever reason, the way I was wired, the way I was born, I'm very, very empathetic. So I am literally like hardwired into other people's emotions and I'm feeling what they're feeling, but I don't always understand why. And so I feel like most of my life has been, how do I make you happy or not happy? Why, why are you not happy? What am I doing wrong? How do I fix it? So you're Um, an empath. Yeah. Is really what it is. Yeah. Well, but isn't there a, difference between like do you also honor the fact that some people simply need to be in pain to experience well and that's what i'm trying to because i don't want it to be a controlling thing it can actually make people unhappy that's like you're not allowed your existence i'm going to yeah beautiful realization about getting through life as an empath which i think we all are we are all sensitive to other people's feelings and we can detect that energy um the line is going where where does this start to harm me and where does this start to harm them where does my making sure that they are achieving happiness start to actually start to harm them yeah and because well, as you're saying it's like people need happiness is not is not a goal it should be an experience right and so if people are constantly seeking the goal of happiness they will constantly be reaching the end of their happiness. Well, and then one thing I've learned as an empath is Mm -hmm. that it does not help for me to go into the same state. If someone's, say, in trauma, it's not going to help me to go into trauma with them. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm just doubling down on the trauma, and we're just going to be miserable together. Instead, I've really had to learn how to say... I'm going to feel comfort and joy and hope, and I'm going to help pull you up mm. um, just by being that source. That's beautiful. And I think that's a great way is, again, that's your power as an empath is instead of trying to actively instill happiness is to embody happiness and calmness. And then ideally that energy cycles through. Right. And for me, I also, you talked very briefly, and we can go into this yeah. about um, manufacturing. You're here. Yes. Okay. Garbage day. <laughs> we have the closet door open because so yesterday got super good hot with Charlie in here. It's always hot where Charlie is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so now we're trying to keep it a little bit cooler. But you're hearing the garbage truck in the background. Sorry. Authenticity out of podcast in Kim's closet. Uh, but back to um, happiness being defined by other people's attainment, not even goals, but attainment and. I find that when I set a goal, much of my happiness that I feel when I reach it was the journey in getting there. So if if truly a Maserati would make everybody happy, then we could just give everybody a Maserati and it would be world peace. Right. And that's not the truth. No. And here's the other thing is, is what part of us... Like, uh, what I worry about the most for humans in general, for all of us, is that we very easily fall into lies when someone else says, oh, you will be happy if you have this thing. Yes. Um, and, and so we start to, there. what I think actually makes us happy is connecting with others and sharing goals 
and we're like and having that kind of having that level of connection so therefore there's a, there there is a happiness that can come out of like oh and we're both actresses together and we want to achieve that and we think that that's and we live in this world together and we have the same rules but other than that does acting really make me happy i i have to examine for myself does it what about it makes me happy um Oh, does that the does acting make me happy question? That well, I, it does right now. No, I'm and I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. acting yeah, was no, an arbitrary but, apples. Yeah, no, I don't no, care totally what agree. it is. But, and I yeah. love the fact that you chose that. Acting, in, yeah, me too. In terms of also, if it is an experience and not a goal. One day it might make me happy, and one day it might not. I mean, chances are petting a puppy is always going to make me happy. (laughs) I have been out. But that is an experience and not a goal. Oh, boom. Well. Boom, motherfucker. Boom. Yeah. See? But, like, with acting, so I do, over the years, I pulled apart. Like, I love parts of acting. I love understanding what it is to be another human, and I love communicating that to other humans so I, I like to me that is like there's nothing like that state and I love the creative like whatever that plane is mm-hmm. of existence when you hit that like highly creative flow um, I love that feeling mm. like there's a lot of things I, I adore about acting but I quickly learned there are things I really don't like and I have the kind of tick which we know of of being very honest inappropriately sometimes or <laughs> making people uncomfortable with my honesty but I like my first screen test was so I it was so icky the way that the whole thing was run and like it was I felt like it was done to make it optimal like the most uncomfortable to every person there that they could be if and you like you can be good in this environment well, you must be brilliant but also like it wasn't anything having acted most of my life I'm like it doesn't match the trials that you go through as an actor actually on a set so it, the, the, that I could justify in that they're like can you do your job despite all these trials that you're going to face but no, this is a totally different set of trials. So I literally, in the room, said to the producers, you know, the way you're running this is not conducive to the creative process. <laughs> is this recently? No, this was my, my first screen test. Oh, like, but it yeah. will be again. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is, this doesn't yeah. sound like that far from <laughs> no, anything you would say now. But I'm very comfortable that. saying, like, you know what? This is, and, and I, I like being that. that person in the room that, that also said, like, when everyone's miserable, but we're all doing something because we should be doing it. Uh, even if it's as simple as everyone's out to dinner because we should. You know, and this is the place we should be or whatever, but no one wants to be there. I'm the first person to say, does anyone, is anyone enjoying this? Because we all seem kind of miserable. I feel like I've been around you when you're just like, I feel like what we're doing is dumb. And it's like, it is dumb. That's the thing. But she, ne- she, but and she never says it in a judgmental I also way. Love, I love, Rachel is one of the few entities on this planet that I've met who I believe observes humans from an outside experience like i really think that you are fascinated by humanity that i am an alien from another planet that's come down to study humans yep i totally buy that because i I, because i say the same thing about my daughter yeah because i very much am kind of like it is my natural state like i i think there's ability to it yeah yeah so do you think you experience happiness the same way other people do that's what i'm trying to figure out 
I honestly don't what know. What are the some answer. things, and we asked Charlie this question, what are some things that are not super cerebral that make you happy? Um, I actually, there were certain things like, you know, that love language test? Yes. Touch is my love language, mm. which a lot of people would never guess because I'm so cerebral. But I actually, I love human touch. But I'm weird. Like, I don't want to go off with, I know this isn't an episode about, like, you know, sex, love, It's whatever, whatever the fuck you want but, it to be. But, um, but I have this interesting thing because I don't, I don't track with the way uh, other people do experience these things sometimes in that, like, I, I think it's called demisexual where I don't, like, I won't, if I'm not attracted, like, in love with someone or, like, have a deep connection with someone, I don't feel anything at all. Sexually. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you can I'm still very, connected. Right. But I'm also, what, what surprises some people is that also I'm very highly sexual. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I'm in that relationship, I love touch. Mm. And I love, like, in all its forms, mm. I love that 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 connection that is completely non-cerebral. Well, now, I want to bring up, because I realize all of a sudden we're sitting here in my closet, which (laughs) might be people who don't know who you are, which means we probably should explain the fact that you have multiple sclerosis. Yes, yes. And Say it five times fast. I can't even say it (laughs) once. And you uh, navigate in a wheelchair. Yeah. So... My response, when you say my love language is touch, I immediately became so aware of the number of times I think you're fragile. Right. I, I, I don't touch because I immediately see a different form of navigation as a weakness. Right. And that is something that, like, blows my mind and we'll talk about in a different podcast. Yeah. But happiness... I don't get to assume. That's one of the dangers of me assuming what your happiness is. Right. And instead, maybe asking people that you care about, what does make you happy? I will touch you more. Totally. I will because I'm a touchy person. Me yeah. too. But like, how well, and I, awesome. and I guess I'm such a hugger. I mean, yeah. we, and we all are. It's not, and it's not like something. I'm like, oh, I don't get touched enough. It's just, it's just. I'm just. It's something that I think people wouldn't necessarily guess at me, guess about me because I'm so cerebral Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But that's one of those simple things that like bypasses everything else. Um, If that makes sense. Yes. And and again, it does come down to connection, and it's just and it's also honest connection. To me, Mm -hmm. one of the problems is, is social lies. Is that a lot of times we're kind of raised and bred to 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 lie to ourselves to lie to each other mm-hmm. and so th- i don't I, there's there's oftentimes i don't feel close to people because there's that barrier yes um and so i think i like things that just cut across that i think that's exact that was my source of happiness i told charlie was authentic connection and collaboration makes me feel like i'm high yeah like i feel like i can feel literal physical energy exchanges yes when people are authentically giving me a conversation which is so funny because what i thousand percent i i jump on that one when my perception of other people's happiness when it's presented on social media when it's not authentic is probably there to impress me 
Yeah. AKA make me like them. Yes. And yet inauthenticity is even if it's on your fucking yacht doesn't yeah. make me go wow you're so cool. It but makes it, me go bite me. It also it's uh, to me it's heartbreaking. Because a lot of times what people are saying is like, I'm happy, right? I'm happy. Please, please. Like, oh. I, I, I fulfilled these things and yes. therefore I'm happy. And it's like they're, they're asking for someone to, to give them that thing that's Validate. lacking. Yes. Um, and to fix that hole, like to fill that hole. I learned that the term void. yesterday. That oh, see, now you're going to be all smartical. It's not smart, but it like, is fascinating. I'm like, oh, that's a, that is a that's a thing that's a pattern it's called love bombing and it is when a person loves you and gives you crazy amounts of attention and compliments you and adores you so that you in turn do it to them well how do you know when you're happy that it's a very good question, but it's, for me, it's like the answer is I know. It's a, it's like it's, I said, it's a it, physical it's, um, and and for also, me. but it's there's such certainty. Like it's the same thing with love or not. Like it, when you cannot analyze something, but you don't doubt it. To me, that is like that's the magic of those those equations. So it's just uh, you you know I have no I have zero doubt. So, so maybe something I'm hearing that could be a a suggestion. We are definitely not a suggestion or we are not scientists. We are mathematicians or therapists. We can barely say words that are actually quite simple. I can't talk, but we're in my closet, and something that occurs to me from what you're saying that has left my brain. Hold on a second. Oh, Please no. hold. Someone sing some elevator music because I forgot what I was saying. Do, 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 um, do, 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 no, no, you think. Oh, I'll fuck. Think. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, oh, there we go. Defining happiness. So um, with Charlie, we talked about giving yourself permission to search for it. What I'm hearing from you is giving yourself permission to trust it when you feel yes. it like yeah. what if i don't have all those things that i'm supposed to have to make me happy can i mm-hmm. still be happy yeah well it, i'm the arbiter yes. of when yes. i'm happy give yourself permission to define it for yourself yes. and that's a big yeah. thing is like i was listening to a um you know quote unquote guru um i think his name's gary v and he says the American dream is bullshit. I mean, it's bullshit for me because I'm Canadian. But the idea that a car, a house, a family with 2.5 children is what will bring you happiness. Well, it's yeah, like, because that 0. 0.5 is going to be messy. That's going to be hard to begin yeah. with. No, um, but no, but this is so. Yeah. Like I was, I was uh, before we started talking to Kim, and I was like, I've been lucky enough to live it like every financial and social strata at some point in my life. And I've really been able to gauge, oh, none of that actually gives you happiness. Or also, like, even health and things that we tend to fall back on. Of, like, I can remember days in high school where I had a zit, where my life was ending, and things were so much more traumatic, Mm -hmm. and I was more miserable than days I'm in the hospital and paralyzed today. Because I'm better at finding that kind of that inner happiness, that state, that whatever that is for myself and defining it. And it doesn't have to do with the outward factors. I mean, I think there's one thing I would like people to leave with. Yes. Yes, please. Which is the permission to find what makes them happy and be honest with each other about it. 
to not have to like keep up that social lie of being successful or happy or whatever like, it is. I like the idea that I, I hear you saying that that's not um, that it shouldn't be a side a side goal of and eventually a that there's no shame in because it makes me happy being your justification for doing something or setting a goal. Yeah, but be honest about what that happiness is, because here's the problem is a lot of people justify horrible behavior that actually makes them miserable because they say, well, like, because really what I happiness will when I have the money or whatever it is. Yeah, when I'm running and, that studio and there are more and more disconnect. I'll, I'll make one more point. So I grew no, up with a lot of I grew, up, I grew up with a lot of actors and uh, and I was one myself. And one of the most painful things to watch is. People who gravitate toward that area and who are successful in that area, um, any artistic area, are usually very empathetic, very connected, and um, very attuned to the world. And then they get a level of success, and they're not allowed to keep up those connections because everyone treats them as other. And yeah. so you are now separated from the world. Mm-hmm. And so the only happiness you're allowed to pursue involves a separation. So you can go for greater and greater levels of, you know, financial success or more houses or whatever those things are, and they don't fill, fulfill you. Well, and you bring up a good point is that people can get into a situation where they can be as authentic as possible. There was someone that I worked with a long time ago. And I won't say who this person was, but it, it it cut me when I heard this. This person gave me a big hug and then said, Do you know that there is no one who loves me that doesn't make money off of me? Like, how can you be how can you be happy in when you're surrounded by inauthenticity? Right. I guess you gotta I mean, that's if, if I like if there was one thing like Rachel left this world, but there was one thing she accomplished. It would be like my goal would be for people to be free to be more authentic Mm -hmm. and more honest. More honest. Yeah. There's such a fear, I feel, in people living their true joy and happiness because it can be so different. It can be different from the ones they love the most. Yeah. And it's, we're still to be on this planet, to be on this planet and to, be available and happy and have that happiness grow amongst each other we have to live in our authentic selves yeah it is our job as people on this planet to be authentic and happy and you know what if you don't know what that is if you're like i don't know when i'm being authentic or not because i am certainly that person Mm. i will be 50 years old this year and i'm starting to feel comfortable saying in my authenticity (laughs) um but it's because i had to practice you take you know you don't it's not (laughs) it's not someplace i just opened up and was conveniently available in myself we all have the opportunity to keep changing what that truth is and yeah. keep learning yeah. and, and growing. You, you don't have you're something. not married to it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It's just well, and it changes too. Like yeah. I found that just like I, I will I will learn something new and then be like, oh, that means I was lying yesterday. No, you uncovered something. Yeah. That's right. You can have yeah. a different truth today. That's exactly right. So so yeah, but but it's that it's that whatever internal meter that says this doesn't feel right. And that's what I, I what really bra- literally breaks my heart on a daily basis is talking to people who are like, no, I'm really happy. I'm genuine. 
with you yeah. being with you. And I'm like, no, but I feel you. Jeez, you can not. Sense them. Like, I can I feel that yeah. you're miserable. And like, I can please. sense that really well, yeah. especially lately since I've been spending more time alone and going in and really mm. searching through what's going on. You really start to strengthen your intuition, and your intuition becomes a physical muscle that contracts when things are not vibing, when you're not being authentic. And I think the same thing happens when you meet people who are doing what you're saying and you don't judge them. No, no, it's not. It's it's not, as I said, for me, it's not a judgment. It's not, um, thinking less of someone. It's literally a heartbreak. Yeah. That's the only way I can describe the sensation I hear is it feel is just, Oh, I, I hurt for you Mm -hmm. because you're hurting. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, you don't have an outlet. Yeah. Um, I love all of that. I love all of that. I love that you're sitting here across from me. Uh, yeah. Oh, do you have more you want to say? No. I feel that we have plumbed the first layer of happiness in Rachel Minor. Yes. And I feel happy. so sexy. <laughs> We've plumbed, plumbed Rachel. Please, plumbed. Yes. please plumb my layers more. <laughs> See? That's happiness. Yes. Who wouldn't want to be in, plumbed in my closet? That's right. You can sign up here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much for joining thank us. You. Thank very, you. Very, very much. Thank you, Kim Rhodes. Thank you, Brianna Buckmaster. Thank you.